Because of that, it will and then explode. explode, especially explode in size, <laughs> uh, be a destroying not a supernova necessarily. I don't, I don't think it's a supernova. It becomes very big and then it shrinks down because of the burning of the hydrogen and the Earth will and eventually be destroyed by that, um, as will like pretty much all life. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to, to develop the technology to. Uh, transcend, you know, light speed and wormholes and all that. See, that's where flying the Mars comes in. So, oh, I think Mars would be consumed by two, but oh, life yeah, is like, is, yeah. I guess if you think about it, kind of meaningless. But like, whereas some people think of that in a bad way, I think of it in like a positive way. It's like, oh, life's kind of meaningless. Yes. And being a Martian... As our good friends in philosophy would say, I, I timed it. I don't know if they'll be able to hear it. I could dub it in later, but I timed that specifically because you are getting very close to the absurd, absurdist argument, like uh, the myth of Sisyphus. Yeah. He's got to push a rock up a hill, and like that's really stupid. It's so stupid that it's unbelievable and it sucks, but you learn to like pushing the rock up the hill, I guess. That's absurdism as opposed to. It's you basically have to choose. I mean, I'm not deep into philosophy but as i understand it unless you are able to believe in a religion you have to choose between absurdism or nihilism and some argue that you can't even really do nihilism it's like impossible because we have this hardwired need to feel like we have a higher sense of purpose yeah that we can't get over yeah and martians i think they're punk because of that they are punk good friends yeah. in fossil fuel uh, I mean, Martians, people from another planet. From Did another you, planet. Actually, you turn that down. To turn it down a little. We can let it. We can let it. Yeah, we gotta let it. Bit, but let 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 uh, bartender let it ride or what? No, the dealer let it ride. Let let they say. <laughs> let it keep going. Let the fossil fuel keep going. Let Poopy from Ohio like speak his truth for a second. <laughs> I think yeah. that's his name. If Ted Kaczynski met Poopy from fossil fuel, he would fuel, be probably <laughs> he would, greatly disappointed. He would all he would change all two. He would be like, "Well, they are only able to make this using a drum machine. Therefore, technology." Good. Oh, you think he'd win? He, they would win the uh, Taddy over. Oh, it's like <laughs> when he hears it, he hears like ang- angels and like yeah, he just hears he like starts seeing like God and all of its beauty, and he's like, "Wow, what is what is this?" And everyone's just like, "This shit that you're he hearing." Just, he wants to go back to like his version of fossil fuel and his ideal world is just a caveman like hitting a stick on a rock, and he's like, "Pterodactyls are gay. Pterodactyls <laughs> are gay." <laughs> It I is. hate hunting and gathering. It's really dumb. I, I want to like kill to it. it. I want to hate all the berries and kill the trees when I have to get my food with Dude, a I rock. hate living in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty niche, but I think people like it. I mean, I mean, people like niche stuff. This is the Kings of Punk podcast. Also, folks, I 
Yeah, you can turn that down. Turn it down, maybe. Turn maybe it, like, turn it, we'll why don't we just turn it off? We could turn actually. it off. Turn it all the way down for now. We'll turn off automatic. Yeah, uh, automatically. This is the Kings Punk Podcast. Yep. I am one of your hosts, Jake Razor, returning to the show after a, a little jaunt that we're going to talk about today. Uh, you can find us kingsofpunk.com, Kings of Punk Pod on Twitter, Cop Pod Official on Instagram. I am joined by both of my co-hosts to my right, Tyler Hammer. To my right. right. To his right. To my left. Uh, uh, Gary U.S. Bombs. And yes, Ted Kaczynski is dead. Um, what else happened this weekend? Uh, uh, Trump indicted. Uh, is, is in jail by the time you're hearing this, probably. Um, what else? Um, oh, uh, Pat Robertson. Dead. Oh, yeah. Pat Robertson. Oh, yeah. Dad. Fucking rest in piss. Rest in like, peace. In all seriousness, like, fuck that guy. And Punk, Punk is alive and well, folks. That was not... My takeaway from last weekend, but that's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, after last night, uh, I don't know. Last night was cool. We'll talk about that too. But if uh, Ted Kaczynski watched Avatar, which I am holding a, I got a DVD copy of James Cameron's Avatar. He also would have a well. A change no, of heart. he would have. You would want a Betamax copy. A, first oh, of. that's true. Also, if you're, I do think it's very funny for people on social media to talk about so funny yeah how cool Teddy how cool he is. is it's like dude write it on a tree at least i mean if nothing else <laughs> like, like get a stick and write it in the dirt i would yeah. think the, the bare minimum of like kaczynskiism not just in terms of tech but also in terms of his over socialization idea like look i understand you have to live with modern technology i'm sure he touched on that too but the bare minimum would be don't use social media. Fucking Tim doesn't have social media. Lots of people don't have it. Like, yeah. Right, I'm closer the, to the bomber than any of these other people. Yeah, that would be the bare fucking minimum is just don't fucking have a Twitter account. I mean, Tim, you're constantly wearing your, your decrepit. Yeah, right. Carhartt. My, my all my clothes are tattered. They're in, you know, I, I, I have rags for clothing. You're I not uh, on social media. My shoes uh, are tattered to pieces. You, um you eat uh I eat, <laughs> I eat garbage don't, you every don't day. Don't eat rocks though. Um so I mean Um I got my hairs unkempt and my well my beard was worse, but so and you know what? It, my uncle does sometimes he'll see me and be like, Oh, you like uh that fella Ted Kaczynski. Really? Like, yeah. You really like, say that? It's really funny. It's really, really That's funny. funny. So, folks, we got a real punk rocker here. Everyone else, you're fake. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. But <laughs> we have a uh, Jake, uh, as we uh, mentioned in the last episode, we did put Jake on probation because uh, he did not save uh, a lady that uh, he could have saved. The, the karate the, victim. Uh, the yeah, she's recent a- fest tied I'm- down. <laughs> Yes, yes, yeah. The woman who was victimized by, uh, he used one of those moves that they use, you know, the border dispute in the Himalayas with China, where they're not allowed to Mm -hmm. use guns. They have a ceasefire. They use melee weapons, China and India. He had like one of those things and he used it on her. Um, I had a great video that I, I grabbed from the hit TV show, Human Giant, that you cannot find anywhere, um, where, uh, Rob Hubel kicks Aziz Ansari. For, well, he's hold, holding a for holding a camera, um, that is the bit. Whoa. That is the entire bit of the of the it's sketch. Like, whoa! How'd they know that that was gonna happen? How do you know? <laughs> no, we will. We'll get on topic in a second. I will say real quick with regards to the obscure reference I just made. If you've never read about this or like seen it, look it up. It's probably the coolest thing happening in the world. Is China and India do have some border dispute over some fucking territory in the mountains, mm-hmm. and they have troops there, but they've signed a mutual agreement that they will not use guns so it doesn't escalate. 
So they, they have, have now. You said melee weapons, uh, melee weapons. Literally, is it like swords yes. and stuff? Damn, that so sounds. Can they crazy. kill each other, or is it just like no? It's just fighting. That I don't know. I would assume okay. they can kill each other, but I don't know if they really have. They're just kind of in their camps, and every so often they'll have like a fucking fight with clubs. Like they got bayonets or some Damn. shit. That actually does like sound awesome. Weapons. No, it's very cool. Yeah, I've heard they're. Uh, yeah, Sonny says, I'm not going to film there unless they pay me more and sign up for my Patreon. I would like to see the footage of the, the, the belligerent woman um, grabbing the camera and shaking oh, you didn't, it. You didn't see well, it? Now you oh, well, no. now you can't. Well, no, I want to see like, from the, the POV. POV. Yeah. Well, she turned it off, so I don't know if you could. Oh, what an and asshole. And I, I feel like he would also like deliberately be like, I am not like putting this in. I'm going to edit it away because there was like three I cameras would. at least. He doesn't want that notoriety. I mean... And I will say, with regards to this silly incident that the entire last episode was about, pretty much, um, to put it in perspective, I was there and I saw something happen and didn't care, and neither did anyone else in that crowd because fucking Trapped Under Ice was playing. Yeah. And like, wow, oh, that's like the worst time that that that, that woman could have yeah, done that. Of course, that's when she. What did a it, dickhead! Uh, was. So, yeah, maybe we'll work. I thought about doing this this way, working backwards from the last band of the second day to okay. the first day. But um, I don't know if I want. Yeah, I guess we could do that. So Trapped Under Ice, that was the last fucking band that played on the second day. And it kind of, as we'll get into, I had a lot of mixed feelings about this whole fucking thing. I'm glad we could. That was like a moment of uh, redemption isn't quite the word. But that was seeing them last was kind of like, all right. This is what this is all about. This is kind of the really the main band I came here to see, and they were fucking great. It cemented my opinion that that band is not just a really great, influential, like, as we say, capital H hardcore band, but I consider them one of the great American rock and roll bands of our era. Like, because yeah. they, they rock. Like, especially... Oh, yeah. It's called into focus by the singer, like, having long hair in the 70s classes now, but, like... Even just listening to their old records, I'm like, no, this rocks. This has some fucking swagger to it. Like, this is fucking the Rolling Stones. This is like, ever. it's got, like, there's a kind of energy in any great rock and roll band that can, tend, like, transcend its subgenre, you know, and I, there's a bunch of bands I would apply that mm-hmm. to, you know, Bad Brains, Early Chromags, whatever. Trapped Under Ice is one of the few modern bands I'd put in that category, so they were great. Yeah, I mean, they, you can tell they're going to be good. They're named after a good Metallica song, yeah. so... I, I would say I was re-listening to uh, their first LP, whatever, uh, not Big Kiss Goodnight. Um, uh, the other, that one I haven't listened Secrets to. Secrets of much, the World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I was like, I've listened to Big Kiss Goodnight a ton. Haven't really listened to Secrets of the World as much. Um, and, I mean, I've listened to the demo a handful of times, too. And my big thing with Big Kiss Goodnight is, and why I think it's so good, and I'm sure it's very similar to you, Jake, is... Incredible songwriting. Real ass motherfucking songs, bitch. Real fucking songs. Go figure. And That's how you make a good record. You write good songs. Weird idea, I know. I know, but. right? Now, the, the the interesting thing is, I, so I listened back to Secrets of the World, and I was like, okay, they, they do it in both. The secret here, folks, we're going to give you the secret to writing a good fucking catchy we out song. Here, we out here leaking the methods. We're leaking everything. Here's what you do. Play parts more than once i swear to god that will get people to remember your songs and want to play them again play parts more than once it's crazy how backwards everything is not not every part i'm not seeing every single no 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 no. 
Or, and just maybe make your parts, uh, I don't know, come off of each other in a way. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't seem just like, all right, now he... Dylan wrote this riff, and then Aiden uh, just finished <laughs> <laughs> using two two names of people that we do now. Uh, uh, Bobby Jeff wrote this I riff. I just <laughs> yeah, like B, yeah, BJ. BJ wrote this riff, and we're just gonna put them together. Oh, fucking Bryson wrote a fucking ripper of a no. of a of a jammer. Kalen, we dude, get it he in wrote there. his fucking Kalen. Kalen with an N. That's a funny name. Um, Keevan. Keevan, oh, oh dude, Keevan wrote the sick mosh part, and we gotta fucking play it at the beginning, and then and then he he then he he moves into somebody's house, and then he won't leave. After and then that. there's blast beats for there's blast beats for five seconds, and then it gets mid tempo. Yeah, Boom. it's like, dude, okay, we got this sick song. It starts off kind of cool. We're kind of fast for about four measures, and then we ring out for what feels like an infinity and then we go into this breakdown yeah, kirby part. kirby comes in with the bass oh dude kirby's kirby's bass on that part <laughs> no what the name thing is we'll, we'll all, come back to all jokes funny. aside folks but really <laughs> listening to trapped under ice it really is like these are hits these are songs these are earworms that get in your fucking head and there's a reason why people herald trapped under ice as highly as they do and I mean, body I, count. I yeah. I fucking I left there wanting to fucking just listen to them, which is, is again, this is all obvious stuff, but it's crazy how rare it is. And I, then I did, and I have been listening to them again. So I actually no. The way I'm gonna approach this narratively, we're gonna that we just did the ending. Now we're gonna go to the beginning. That's like yeah. a classic way, like a movie would go. And my life, a movie. No, it's not. It's, whatever, it's like Memento. You know, it's like Memento. That thing that I've definitely seen, but. uh yeah, so we, as these guys mentioned, Leaking Head, a band that I'm also in, played in Brooklyn on last Friday. It was, it was fine. It was pretty good. Uh, a couple good bands played, like Sorted, like Dusters, uh, Spy. I will. Spy played Tie Down Fest too, so we'll talk about them later. But did you watch them there? Yes, I watched them and Joe. Okay. Uh, watched from the back of the room, but I watched. So I did something kind of crazy. I had a crazy weekend because I, so we were doing that show and then my sister, the younger sister, Maddie, who lives in Houston, asked me, brought up this tied down fest thing to me, which I hadn't even heard about and even offered to get my ticket. I, I paid her back, but still. And then I saw the lineup. I saw, whoa, trapped under ice, fucking gorilla biscuits, negative approach, a couple other things. I was like, and it's my, it's my younger sister who's kind of new to hardcore. I was like, I should go to this. So I did. And then my girlfriend Darby wanted to see Sisters of Mercy on this tour they're doing, and they were in Detroit on Monday. So I was mm-hmm. like, I guess I'll just fly. I had some points from the airline. Go to LaGuardia at fucking get fly out at 6 a.m., go to Detroit, sleep for a couple hours, go to this fest, which was ambitious, and I paid for yeah. it. Yeah, so to, to everyone gets, we drive six-plus hours to New York City, Yeah, play a fest, Jake stays up, Battles through, you know, probably wanting to fall asleep at any moment on the way to LaGuardia. Battles past probably three or four Michelada uh, tall boys yes. that I drank. The the little boy, the boys with the tomatoes in them that taste good as hell. To go to another fest. Yeah, I don't know why I thought that would be okay. Um, I yeah, I fucking had to f- take the subway, which is crazy. New York City, crazy place. We come back to. It. I I like 
I like New York City, but I don't know how people live there. It's kind of just amazing to go there and think that people live there. But yeah, I mean, I we should maybe stick on. Let's stick on New York City for a second. Uh, I do like New York City. I think I'm at this in the last. We've played there three times in within a year. Yeah, and this time was the most amount of time we've stayed there. I believe. Because we spent the night in Brooklyn. Yeah, which is, that is a first for us. Never first actually for us. stayed, yeah. uh, spent a night in the city and before. It is, uh, inter- is very interesting. I, it's like, I do feel like a villager when I'm there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, it has its fucking perks. Like, I mean, for one thing, the food is cheaper there than it is here for some reason. Everything else is 10 times more, but there's cheap food everywhere. Uh, there is activity of some sort pretty much at all hours of the night, although by the time I was headed to LaGuardia, everything was pretty dead. That's how fucking late it was. What but, was that, like 3, 4 in the morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like slowing. But there were still people around. Uh, but, like, yeah, you will not be bored there. And and as someone from kind of a boring place, I can appreciate that. I, I think that really the move is Nishad, our buddy who sings for – our new, newish buddy who sings for Dusters, who I saw Shout last out. night – He's got the great arrangement of living in New Jersey and working in New York City. He's talking to me about it. He said, yeah, I, I fucking go to the city, make some New York City wages, go back to New Jersey. It's like when I go to see my family in India, I'm fucking balling. I'm like, oh, a PBR is $2. Like, so that's the way to do it. I want to play Jersey soon. It sounds like that's a, a good deal. Yeah. They, they would. They said they'd hook us up anytime. Yeah, I want anyway. to play Patterson, Camden, you know, any of those. Egg Harbor Township. You know, Newark. Atlantic City. No, I have a hookup like in Jersey Shore. Anyway, but... Jersey Shore, well, that's oh, Atlantic City. Yes. Atlantic it? City, yeah, I think. Um, but we, yeah, I get on the fucking plane. I'm exhausted. I my sister picks me up at eight. I sleep on the plane, and then like two more hours. So I'm shot. I had problems with my left foot the past couple of weeks. I had a blister. I am feeling shittier than I've felt in a long time, and I did not know what I was getting into with this tied down fest thing. I've never been to a fest this big. There were three thousand people at this thing. Really? Yes. Damn. 3,000 people. They Welcome. said that yeah. there were, they doubled, like, this was, like, twice as many people as there were last year. Oh, I'm fucking sure. Yeah. Uh, it is, it the fest, we get there, a few bands have already played. It's at this, it's, like, kind of on the outskirts of Detroit, I think. I haven't made heads and tails of Detroit yet. It, it, it's in this old industrial building they do shows in, uh, and... It's in like the industrial district, which is uh, not very active, as you may have heard about, you know, Michigan. And the only fucking shit that's walking distance from there is a gas station that doesn't sell beer and a diner called Rick's Coney Island or whatever it's called that I didn't want to fucking go to. So right off the bat, not what I'm used to. My ideal show going experience is I am at the bug jar up the street from here. If I get fucking bored or antsy or restless or I want to not be at a show, I could take a little fucking walk and I can walk somewhere else and do something else. Not the case. It's hot out. There's nowhere to walk. I'm in this big industrial complex with a bunch of hardcore people who are different than me. And mm-hmm. I'm so tired. The only a PBR costs $10, which is I for those if you're not a history, I've, I've called that this. I've dubbed that the straight edge jizia for those of you who are not history buffs. Uh, in the Ottoman Empire, of course, an Islamic empire, famously so. But many of its citizens were not Muslims, you know, Serbs, Greeks, whatever. Uh, plenty of others. You didn't have to be a Muslim and be to be a c- Ottoman citizen, but if you were a Christian or a Jew, you had to pay the jizya. It's just a little tax. You paid paid fucking taxes. Uh, that is the straight edge jizya. Is the ten dollar PBR for um, for a fest sponsored by the fucking thing? Booked too. booked by sponsored by it, but also booked by Edgeman uh, Printing or whatever. I 
I will say. No, go off, please. <laughs> Man, that's fucking kind of fucking lame. Dude, there's PBR signs everywhere. Um, Edge. Thanks, PBR. We'll take your money. Fuck. Like, we'll take your on. money, but we'll still charge all the scumbag losers who want to drink PBR. Yeah, their pay, whole paycheck. They have to pay fucking ten dollars for it. Like, yeah, yeah, fucking. Just don't take the money. Jerk like, me God. off. Like, like, I mean, that's called. Uh, I think I'm gonna go drink outside the venue. I should have, and but I forgot <laughs> to bring beer because I saw that there's a gas station. I thought no, I can buy beer at the gas station. Yeah. Michigan is one of those fucked up places where they don't sell beer at gas stations. Oh, it's like Ohio. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I can't fucking figure out how buying beer works anywhere else other but than here. here. Actually, another or, point. No, for that's me. like Pennsylvania. I think they're like they don't sell beer. Kind of some of the places do. It's kind of weird. They have like a beer store. I don't fucking know. That's actually another point in favor of New York City. Buying beer there makes a lot of sense. Oh, you can go anywhere. You can go anywhere and they'll sell it to anyone. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm, hell yeah, Bodanga. Let me get underage. You guys want a three? Like, you beer. want this beer that's been expired for three months? It's still on the yes. shelf. And in my experience, you could just walk around drinking it and no one gives a shit. Oh, I mean, uh, like I was saying, you know, we were. I mean, at the, at the show, I was drinking in public the whole time. Yeah. It's and pissing in yeah, public yes, the whole yes. time. <laughs> But Detroit, not like that. Um, I don't know. So I was, like, really miserable that first day. I'm trying to remember everybody that played. Uh, our friend from Rochester, Mike Ryan, his band Missing Link played, and I actually really liked them. I had heard their first demo, and as I told him, I did not like it. It was some straight beat-down metalcore stuff. They have, like, fast parts now. There's they have e- a new EP, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're leaning into the just the integrity thing more so. Cool. Uh, yeah, and I, I like I, that. I, I, like, I liked it when I listened to it. I was like... Not exactly my cup of tea, but uh, I know Dylan from Full of Hell was on a song, too. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. What's going on, everyone? It's Tyler Hammer, and I'm here to talk to you about our sponsor, Shoji Road Reference. They got a lot of stuff in the distro, and a lot of stuff coming out. Specifically, the Archigathus Cystoblastosis split inch. That's coming soon, so keep your eye out for it. Archigathus. Canadian mincecore legends, cystoblastosis, gore freaks, you're gonna like it. And in the vein of some mints, I want you to go to Shirley Road Records and check out the Agathocles Corrupt Vision Split 7-inch. Now, if you're a fan of Agathocles, you probably enjoy this. If you're not, I think you're gonna like it too. The Agathocles side, very, very good. Really blown out, nasty stuff. Gothicles has a lot of throwaway records, but listen, I'm a purveyor of the good stuff, and this is the good stuff. You can use promo code TOPPOD10 to get 10% off your order. That's K-O-P-P-O-D-10 to get 10% off your order. Thanks for listening. Peace. Okay, we're back, folks. I'm jogging my memory as best I can. Regarding day one of Tide Down Fest, which is, again, a bit of a blur. That was the most uh, sleep-deprived and generally deprived my needs not being met day I've had in a long time. But Missing Link was actually the first band I saw. I wanted to catch Mike's band, so that was cool. Um, a beat-down band called D-Block, spelled with a C, played after that. Um, cool. I with two Cs. One C. Oh, just once. I did not okay. watch them. I My sister told me what it was, and I was like, yep, time for me to go try and find nicotine, uh, a beer, food, any number of things that I need at the moment, none of which I found. Any of your primitive desires. Any of my primitive desires. At, and actually, because I'll talk to something I do. I am a nicotine user, but I don't smoke or vape. I use these little pouches that are just nicotine. 
it's the cleanest, least bad way to use nicotine, and it's actually my preferred one. I don't like smoking or vaping anymore at all. I ended up smoking a cigarette just because I couldn't fucking think straight. Uh, that was a bad idea. No good. It's hot out. It's just, it's a brutal environment where this show is. It's fucking empty, hot, no trees ass Detroit oh, in an industrial building. You know what they should do for fests like that? They should just have like a area with a tent with a bunch of cots in it. It's like, hey, if you're... That was a good sleepy. idea. I mean, they barely had a place to sit. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, they should definitely have places to sit. Uh, that's they a had big some thing. in the back. They had some all the way in the back. Because I mean, I, I don't. Yeah. So yesterday, I spent the day, um, pretty much distracting my partner Kiara, so we could uh, surprise them for a surprise party. So we went to get brunch. Then we went shopping a bunch of different places. That's where I got my uh, DVDs. You know, went this and the other. And by the time I was done and then we have the party at six, it's like at night I was like, damn, I am fucking beat from just kind of running around all day and not being able to like sit for like an extended period of time. So that is the one thing that I experience have experienced anytime I'm at a fest is like five hours in and it's like, all right, there's like six more bands to go. My feet are killing me. I just want to go home right, right now. Right. And now, maybe I have to play. Imagine that, but also with, like, a ton of people. Oh, and, like, three food trucks, oh, which yeah. were fine, but they're fucking food trucks. They're hardcore people. I wasn't making a lot of friends, to be honest. I talked to a couple people who were cool. They were friendly, like, and this... Okay, I guess I'll give one of my big takeaways from the fest right now, because this dawned on me on day one. In terms of Gen Z, we're talking Gen Z draft picks right now. This might ruffle some feathers. Whoever you are, don't take this personally. And don't put any stock in anything I have to say ever. But one takeaway from this fest is Gen Z draft picks. We're picking in gym class, but it's not gym class. We're picking for respective scenes. Capital H Hardcore picked all of the Zoomers that are like normal enough that you can talk to them. They got all those. Yeah. Uh, the punk scene, people who go to punk shows who are Zoomers. We got a bunch of people where if I was playing the game, your team that you guys don't know about, I hope some of our listeners know about it. You see someone who you wouldn't want on your team and you turn to your buddy and say, hey, Tim, your team, mm -hmm. that's, those are like the Zoomers who go to punk shows. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick. Some of them are cool. Some of them are my friends. Yep. But really, more to the point, this is what's why I, I one of my takeaways, my point here is that like punk is, punk's been dead forever, but as a subculture, it is a dying subculture because it is not getting new people. It, what it is getting, like the young people who go to punk shows are not punks. They are, are part of the Zoomer alt blob where yeah. you like hyper pop and grunge mm. and like dystopia and you wear trip pants and clown makeup and fishnets and, and fish stuff nets. like and that. Some of that does bleed into hardcore and if, some as of it, it bleeds into a myriad of different. If, if, it bleeds. Well, it, it, it bleeds in through, I think, like gel and spy and those bands, but yep. it bleeds in less than I thought. Like at this show, overwhelmingly, the people at this show had the capital H hardcore look, yeah. which is very distinct for both guys and girls. Very distinct for girls. Like it's a coworker. I, no, mm -hmm. it's different. No, it's its own thing. And that's why it's ironic. The number one like anti-punk criticism I'll hear from hardcore people since I was a kid is, oh, fashion punks. Like, it's all the fucking dress up fashion show. It's like, okay, unlike, oh. unlike me, a man who owns $400 worth of hats. Or, um, or maybe a big thing that I fucking hate, uh, caring about sh uh, you, what shoes you have. I was just yeah. Boy, I'm just a I do not give a fuck about fucking shoes. I mean, you're allowed to give a fuck about your shoes, but don't give me shit about fashion punks if yeah. you care that much yeah. about your shoes. Like, 
you're allowed to not like someone's look and like the fucking like street punk look is not oh, my favorite or another but... thing how about like they say that but then it's like they're covered in tattoos oh i mean that's oh, a given you yeah. know it's like no nah, my my what? buddy that i somehow have gave me all of them for free so it's mm. or this yeah so okay but, so it's an but issue that's still that's capital. fashionable though as as i'm yes, just a totally. regular blue collar sneaker head yep that works an it job and uh loves <laughs> yeah. hardcore yeah no, i'm i'm we're 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 busting balls here for the most part. Oh, but I'm, I will I'm, say, not, I'm warming up my ball busting. <laughs> I will say, but yeah, go you're ahead. It, like Trump said to, about Mexi- Mexico in regards to <laughs> us about punks with Gen Z. They're not sending their best. Folks. No, like I'm busting balls, but I, I <laughs> some of it is sour grapes because it is like the hardcore scene has young blood that is going to keep it alive and take it in some kind of new direction, which. Mm-hmm. I could see being good or bad. It's kind of on a precipice at the moment. Whereas, like, I think the punk rocker as like a guy is it's dying, dude. Now, it's over. I, you know what? As you were saying, that I have some things are going off in my head. Multiple light bulbs. I think what we're running into is what um, a lot of scenes were running into maybe a, several years ago, and I think the problem is that like two things. Hardcore has never been in the spotlight before until like literally no, the last like three or four punk years. Was, punk was in the spotlight punk pretty was, much immediately. And immediately and also throughout the years was continuously able to get back right, into the spotlight. Right, yes. So you have, you know, the I guess the first wave punk stuff. You have, I guess we'll say the new punk kind of was a thing, even though maybe it could be What do you mean, like the, the Green Day? But not like, even that. No, I'm talking about like the early 80s. Like, like Oi and Oi Hardcore. Kind of oh, okay. Then you, yeah, have, yeah. then you have that. You have the pop, pop punk. punk. Yeah. You uh-huh, have uh-huh. melodic kind of punk stuff. You have in the uh, the late 2000s, bands like Blink-182 and stuff like that who are yeah, and, early and also, Green, also Green Day, like hitting new strides and like how big they are. Right. Um, whereas... Even back in the day, punk bands weren't that big. So hardcore has never had that spotlight. It hasn't been. And it's specifically like tough hardcore. And I know I know it hasn't been because it's it's something that I struggle to explain to people like like coworkers or family members or people in my therapy group, whatever. Like they know what punk is kind of maybe they're a little off. They have some idea like trying to explain what hardcore is like. I think even nowadays you say hardcore people are like what like porn like they don't know what that is. No. Or they don't know that it's distinct from punk. And and granted, I I struggle to explain how it is different, even though it is very different. But it's different. I mean, I feel like you could also say, like, hardcore to people nowadays, and then they'd be like, oh, yeah, bro. I mean, I love Avenged Sevenfold. That might also That's happen, also yeah. But I feel like that, I mean, now, at least around here, that is far more here's, likely. Here's a couple interesting things that I will throw into the thing. I feel like as a whole, metalcore and even deathcore – had a bigger scene than general hardcore. Oh, by far. In the 2000s and 2010s. So now that hardcore is able to get that, like, fuck, is has that, like, momentum, of course people are going to, like, attribute it, going, go towards that as opposed to punk. The only reason it, you brought it up in our converse, in a private conversation where it's, like, the biggest thing you're getting is, like, Hispanic young kids doing like in punk rock, you punk mean punk rock. Yeah. And that's like, not, that's not, that's, I've just observed that through like the internet. Like that's not around here at all, but I do see videos from California and Texas and Chicago where it's yeah. like young Hispanic dudes. I mean, New York, I think has that thing. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, 
anything, anytime Jersey, there's a I big think population too. center, there's going to be stuff like Did that. But Texas, yeah, Texas, Texas too. Um, I mean, my sister's talked. She's gone to like she punk shows in in Texas, like, and she said very specifically, it's like a Mexican punk show. Like everyone there is Hispanic. Now, here's a question: Would you consider a band like Spy or Gel even a hardcore band or a punk band? It's a good question because they are kind of the worst of both worlds to me, as we'll get to. But um, I'm not trying to hate on them too much, but I'm, I'm going to give some criticisms. Those bands, to me, it it's, I guess, more punk bands. Like, sonically, I'm still inclined to say it's more punk, but yeah. I don't. But, but also not. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- those bands, I think part of the reason they're successful is because they have... Uh, straddled the line between the two like i noticed watching those bands at tied down like yes some of the fucking like you know big guys with sneakers and shit were like moshing for them but also the and there weren't many of these but the handful of like non-binary like clown makeup kids were also kind of they were like there for gel and spy kind of i think Mm -hmm. so that was a good move on the part of those bands appealing to i guess the across the range so they i it's, it's hard for me to say i guess if i had to say i would say they are more of hardcore bands just i'm gonna make the call based on purely how they look because i don't know what what else yeah how else to draw the line i'm sorry but that matters here like it fucking it matters i'm sorry fashion punks whatever like yeah the way people fucking dress does matter on some level like i'm not saying aesthetics are important. center your life around it but aesthetics are important and the hardcore look can be i like i was doing a little bit i i could go i was like wishing someone other than my sis i was wanting to go like joan rivers fashion police mode on some people especially <laughs> on the girls because some of them look cool like the hardcore girl look of like the like sportswear and the hoop earrings mm-hmm. and the tattoos and shit i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of into it a little bit i'm i mean the sportswear shit i like a lot i could pass on maybe some of the other stuff depending but that's just me um now here's mm, here's mm. something to follow up with the jones <laughs> by thing so would you consider Bands like Ceremony and Hoax to be hardcore bands or punk bands? Hoax, definitely a punk band. Ceremony is an interesting one because I feel like they were from the like capital H hardcore scene. But musically, at least the Ceremony stuff I like the most is mm-hmm. like Raynard Park's my favorite record by them. That's totally a fucking punk rock record. Yeah. And it's interesting because some of the people who like it don't really listen to punk rock, but it's to me a very good punk rock record. So I get, I would say they're both punk bands, really. I mean, when I saw Ceremony, they were on they were on like a punk show at the funeral home. Yeah, Ceremony seems to I feel like thinking about it is that archetype of like embroiled in hardcore, but they're like the odd man out in that they're playing like more punk centric kind of stuff. The other thought, I, Gel and Spy gave me some ideas for how I could kind of imagine positioning leaking head uh sound off in the comments if you know our band and you think i'm a fucking idiot for thinking this but like to me those bands part of their like marketing and the reason they took off is they gave the like uh gender fluid like soft kids an opportunity to have their own version of like bulldoze because it's like hard but it's not spy spy especially yeah it's like a it's like an especially safe version of like beat down music kind of um, or it, it doesn't sound like beat down, but it has the same function where the only purpose of the song is to make people hit each other. Yeah. And I, I want to sort of, we should be the inverse of that where it's like, if the real, like the fucking goons 
like the fucking guys who actually are really into like cold as life or whatever, mm-hmm. if they want to mix things up and listen to like a fast, like obnoxious band that could be leaking head. Yeah. Because those people seem to find us endearing for whatever reason. I think just because we got some fucking balls. I don't know. But yeah. like. It's just an idea because uh, that was there were no bands like us on this thing. The closest thing probably other than negative approach because that's different. There was this band Warfare that played on day one. Mm-hmm. It's like I think a one man recording project, but he put together a live lineup that was kind of sloppy. Wasn't in love with it, but musically it was pretty up my alley. It's like late 80s demo core, but mostly fast. OK, that band was pretty good. Um, day one, I also saw. This fucking beatdown band called King Nine played. Have you heard this? Oh yeah, I've heard of King Nine. That's some. It's not for me. I'll I'll say that. Yeah. It's some very very like spin kicky fucking. I don't need you know what metalcore. It is. Oh, you know what it is. Yeah, I mean that's as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, like metalcore, deathcore. I don't. It's just not. And here's the thing. Like, and people can like whatever they want, but like. It's musically, you know what it sounds like from me saying it's spin kicky or whatever. And the performance of it, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure these guys could kick my ass and or their friends could and whatever. But just, I feel like so many of these bands I was seeing and that I've seen before. And I got to say, Spy made me feel this way, maybe more so than any other band. It is very much like they are performing anger. Like, it's like I'm getting on stage and I'm putting on my angry face and I'm going to like, that's what the crowd wants. And I'm going to put on my angry, tough, screamy face and perform that way. And that is not, I mean, I'm not, a, don't get me wrong. I'm not opposed to hamming it up. I love to ham it up. I love a shtick. Yeah. But that shtick has been done so much. And, and it's dr- what it's like alluding to that sort of raw anger that's central to punk and hardcore. It's it, after a certain point, it's cheapening that. Cause I, as much as I love a shtick, I, lo- I love, you know, authenticity too. And there's a way to balance them. It's hard yeah. to do, but you can do it. And uh, a lot of these hardcore bands, it's just, it's just feels fucking, I guess shallow performative maybe. Uh, and, and just shallow. Like it's just, there's no depth. What they're angry at is like, there's no depth to it. Their they're, friend. But like they're not angry because they're on this fest with like, dude, if I was playing for 3000 people, I wouldn't be angry. Yeah, I might be belligerent. I would be fucking with them and pushing their buttons, but it would be for fun. It's fun. You know what? I'd like it's, to see. You know about, what? How about it, more bands like this? How about a big smile about, across the stage? It, it reminds me of a, a, a Daniel Tosh joke about uh, how you uh, hey, it's like. Man, you've never seen anyone angry on a uh, jet ski before. <laughs> right, yeah. And he's doing the thing, and then slowly he's just like, woo, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> I like, will say... The, yeah, come on, man. Another like, extreme example of this, but one that went far enough that I liked it, was that God's Hate Band with the huge wrestler guy oh, yeah. singing. Because oh, yeah. I enjoyed them, because that is, at that point, it's like, well, he's a, he is literally a pro wrestler. Like, that's what he's doing. Like, I saw him pick a stage diver up and throw him. Like, yeah, that was fucking cool. Um, I liked them well enough. Uh, there's a band called Pain of Truth. I don't think I watched. Pain of Truth is pretty good. Some like band them. called X Weapon X played a surprise set. Oh, they're um, that's like members from Knock Loose or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and like uh, oh. I don't know if Bo from Harm's Way plays in that. I think he does. I don't know. I mean, that's I got to Knock Loose. I will say I, I don't like that band, but that is that's like how my sister got into any of this stuff. And I do think that band has been a huge gateway for a lot of people. And I hope they dig into. Maybe things that don't sound like that. I mean, X. I'm going to be honest. X Weapon X. As soon as I saw an X something X thing banner come across stage, I was like, "Yeah, 
I'm sorry, not today. If I'm in a better mood, <laughs> maybe. But today, I I am feel like fucking shit. I need to go buy another ten dollar beer, or go sit down, or go get something from the. I, was, I will say, I had a little, buy a twelve dollar beer, maybe. They had a Little Caesars uh, food truck that was actually oh, awesome because it man. was like Detroit style Little Caesars. Damn. Imagine like a deep dish pan Little yeah. Caesars. Like Dude, it, was, it was bomb. The Detroit style Little Caesars is is goaded. Yeah, it was it was way with good. the and juice it was and relatively sauce. Re- relatively cheap. Four dollar slice isn't even that bad, let alone at a show. No, um, I I would say in regards to like anger, performative anger when you're playing. When you see these bands kind of do that, I feel similar way because, like, to me, when when I listen to music, I there's a couple things, and it's more complex than this, but I basically kind of limit it to, like, are you going to write good songs that are catchy, memorable, have hooks that I can vibe with, um, or are you going to write something that is vibe-based that is... It's going to sound like botch or it's something. It's going to sound like crazy. Right. So for me, if you're not going to, if you're like, all right, we don't really, we want to make something crazy sounding. I want you to be fucking crazy. I want you to fucking play fast. Great example, new shitstorm record. 25 songs. It's like nine and a half minutes long. It's fucking. With, it's fucking, it's like, what is it? Like 26 songs. It's like 26 <laughs> songs in nine and a half minutes. It fucking that's, hits that's you over sick. the head. Yeah. And when they're not like playing, it's just the most deafening, like, noisy feedback like they're just like blasting through that's what i want to hear they sound pissed the fuck off yeah i'm sorry your hardcore band that's playing a dance part that you specifically wrote the people dance to which is every, how can you be that angry which by the way that part is like every part and it's like bands. every at least every other part like you can't be that angry about well, something. Maybe, i think the thing is here they're trying to channel like they're trying to be like if they look angry, maybe they'll be like, Oh, you know, the audience if the audience sees that we're angry, they'll get angry well, too, and then that's when they'll you know, karate kick the and like do some fucking wants to see, yeah. And, and look, the, I will say the hardcore thing of the fifteen friends standing on either side of the stage yeah. thing was in full effect at this. Oh man. Which is where I got my good idea if leaking head gets on one of these shows, which I want to. Don't get me wrong. There is I'm not going to call it sour grapes, but this whole time, especially on day one, I was just thinking about how much money is involved in this thing, mm-hmm. how much money is changing hands. We're talking big money, like big money, lots of people. Big like, money hustlers. Yeah, like serious shit. Which is and classic Detroit yeah, shit. Lot, lots of people, and I would love to play a thing like this. And if we do, I think our crew on the stage is we should just hire people that we don't know and give them leaking head T-shirts. Get like the yeah. biggest, like... Scary, You're like fat people only, or like f- like failed actors from Craigslist, like people Let's... who do local TV commercials, or like the le- like like Mikey like... Miles style people. Yeah, oh my god. Or just like if depending on what city we are, we just get like day laborers. It's Dude, just we've got like we... a bunch of forty-five-year-olds from Guatemala. Yeah, put the we shirt gotta on. Hire Mikey Miles to stage dive for us. That would be sick. <laughs> so we could... If we if we hired Dude. the the like Guatemalan guys, I will say we would hands down, we would have the hypest crew there. Absolutely. And they, some of them would probably just start going to our shows because they would be like, Oh, that was fun. That I was guess, cool. Do I get free beer and get to go on stage again? Absolutely. All right. I'm there. It's yeah. bueno. But yeah, one that I forgot about that played relatively early was gag a band that I know people love. I never listened to their records very heavily, but I like their set. I like them a lot. Tell me if I'm correct. They're one of their trademarks is the vocals drenched in like delay and shit. Right. He, now here's the because they didn't do that here. Here's the interesting thing. Yes, with the previous record, but I believe with the newest LP they did, still laughing, they kind of 
re- either severely reduced it or didn't do it at all. And I think that's one of their better records because of that. Well, yeah, because uh, live at Tie Down Fest, they had their sound was not very affected at all. It was very yeah. straightforward vocals, guitar tone, everything very straightforward. A cool thing they did because they had a huge projector behind every band, obviously with the band or whatever. They had a compilation they had put together of like it was some footage of a guy in an inflated gimp suit mm-hmm. walking around a house looking weird, and then footage <laughs> of it seemed to be like fetish videos maybe fetish live stream of women in fate inflating balloons mm-hmm. like fully clothed women this is why it's such a good pick if they were in lingerie or whatever it'd be too much but all you're really seeing is it's these women inflating balloons and kind of looking at the camera and talking and looking seductive so it's like fully clothed fetish footage of balloon inflation yeah and there's playing this footage over and over i could hear a hardcore kid behind me like but what is this we're watching right now? Like, what are we seeing? Yeah. Should I go get my call wing book that right w- now? Was- <laughs> when you said when you said that was happening, I was like, hell yeah. And I'm very kind of bummed you couldn't find their merch because they had a new T-shirt design. I don't think they had merch there. They definitely did because they said they have a new T-shirt design. It was a uh, uh, like cop getting his dick sucked through a fucking glory Fuck, hole dude. by a clown. I would have bought one. I looked, it was so sick. Dude, I looked them. all over and didn't see it. Maybe they Damn. sold out right away or something. There were a few bands that didn't have merch. Uh, I don't know if you... I would, I'm would. i sure some of the Detroit bands probably didn't have much. You know what's a burning question of mine at this fest is did these bands have to play, pay merch fees? Because I would assume no. But also I'm at, assuming. Also, but... at, at this point, with the amount of money and the amount of people and the amount of shit involved with this thing, I don't know. Seems like you're getting merch fees. Seems like... This is kind of what was nagging at me is it's like, wow, okay, hardcore is big now. And now it has uh, all of the things that are annoying about every other kind of music are also here. Um, yeah, I mean, not, dude, not, not everything, yeah, but a like lot a of the things. It's like a rap concert where they just play the CD over the PA well, and act like they're playing. Here's here's what people are going to have to deal with. You're you're wanting to be part of the entertainment Yeah, the business, bigger the bigger culture. But you don't want to, like, shake the hands and play the games that they have been doing for 40 years. Yeah. Come on. Like, I'm sorry, man. It doesn't work like that. Like, and at the end of the day, like, that is why hardcore underground music is, to me, best when it is in the small 300 cap room at at the most, a fucking basement, a fucking VFW hall, a fucking house somewhere. But as as under a bridge, as our under so- a bridge, as our society gets, and this was a big takeaway I had on day one is, as our society gets more austere and it gets harder to make a living, rents go up, opportunities dwindle. Yeah, uh, that becomes less and less sustainable to do, and there it starts to become a situation where to be in a band for years and years and years. You you do have to make some money, and this is one of the reasons. I'm sure that's the only one, but I think this is one of the reasons why hardcore is a growing subculture and punk is a dying one, is because hardwired into punk rock, especially now or since we've been around, is the idea of like, yeah, don't sell out, mm-hmm. don't be commercial, don't fucking try to make money, don't try to grow your audience. Like, and we all like that. I like that. Everybody kind of likes that, but. If you're a Zoomer and you're growing up in an even grimmer world than we did, like we got the last couple opportunities, like you're not just looking at that and thinking, oh, that seems kind of miserable. You might be looking at it and thinking, unless I'm like, you might be looking at it and thinking like that doesn't seem possible. Like that doesn't seem like something I can do. 
Um, and maybe it is, maybe it isn't. It also varies regionally, I think, a lot. Like I said, there's some places where they do have, like, punk rock scenes with a lot of fucking, like, marginalized people in them. But I kind of get why, as opportunities in the mainstream are dwindling anyway, as opposed to in the very prosperous Reaganite 80s, why people will be less drawn to that and more drawn to something that is telling you and there's some truth behind it, although I think that's wildly overblown, but we'll get to, but as opposed to the scene that's telling you like, look, you can get involved with this and it might mean you don't have to work at Burger King. I know this is a joke, but I was thinking about it a lot. The Burger King joke Mm -hmm. is funny, but the whole time I was thinking like, you know what? That's, I'm not immune from that. No one is like, none of us want to work at fucking Burger King. It's horrible. It would make you miserable. And if you are working at Burger King, you're doing it so that you're not homeless. So like, None of us are immune to this, and and that's just like you can't escape the outside world and its incentives, and I think that is a factor in why this scene that doesn't have a problem with a PBR sponsorship and wants to get more and more people and wants to be like kind of – because the, the hardcore crews especially from people I know who have been involved with them, really what it seems to be is like kind of a patronage network or a networking opportunity. It's like being in the Freemasons, like not – Illuminati shit like what the Masons are actually like right which all that means is I got people who can help me get a good job yeah every anywhere in the country and they'll hook me up and they'll give me they'll take by virtue of knowing this many people and us having commitments to each other I'm that much less likely to have to work at Burger King at some point or be homeless yeah so I think it makes sense that scenes growing now because it does promise some opportunities to people which I think is probably misleading many of them but I my whole thing with it is I just wish people were on, were kind of just more honest about it because the idea that, like, you know, we got to have people be into it and we got to get kids into this to keep it going. And my question would be, why? Why does that fucking matter? Like, if you're fucking playing music and making music and doing it and you're, you're like, that's what you do, why? Who gives a shit if, like, 100 people are there or 25 people are there? And at the end of the day, it does, it is that thing. It's like, well, I mean, hey, man, it'd be nice if I didn't have to work at Burger King or maybe. And I think most people aren't like that, but more it'd be more like, uh, you know, it'd be nice if I like could make some money here and there, you know, be able to travel around. Maybe, maybe someday instead of like working a nine to five, I can like this is kind of my dream life that I probably won't achieve. But it would be like, OK, I'm doing music or art or something independently, making some money from that. And instead of having to work a nine, which I have a really good, I have a very, very, very good job. I'm very happy with no intentions to leave. I get paid quite well. But the thing I would rather do is uh, do do art and music stuff part time and then have like a part time job where I do something I like doing even more like being an EMT was the one I was thinking about, which I think would be very rewarding. It's fucking hard, but it's rewarding. And but unfortunately, they get paid even shittier than fucking like like police officers when they mm. first start out. It's fucking bullshit. But that or, or the other thing in being a band is like, yeah, the money. I mean, fucking us making a little bit of money here and there has helped us put out records and like actually do things. You know yeah. what I mean? Like even just from an artist perspective, having a pool of people to buy fucking T-shirts is useful. And I'll be honest about that. Like, yeah, fucking of course I want to sell T-shirts like. That means I can we can put out a record. We can fucking drive around. Go. Yeah. I mean, this is basic shit, but I agree with you. People should be more honest about it because nothing wrong with it. We all we all need to accept that we live in this world where 
you might have to work at Burger King or be living, sleeping on the fucking streets. That happens. That's real life. Like, that could happen to you. Like I like, do like, like how we're equating working at Burger King to not having a home. Yeah. No, I'm not equating it. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying you work at Burger King to have a home. Yes. Right. That's it's, like the tears are like, all right, I don't have to work at Burger King. And then if that eludes you right it's like oh you do have like right you do have to work at burger king or else you're going to be homeless which in america means you are not human anymore you're no longer a human being people who work at burger king americans see them as nominally nominally as human beings whereas if you're homeless you are you're an untouchable at that point and my whole thing with because there's a lot of people that are like bands should get paid people should get paid all this that and the other and i'm always and i'm think my thought is like yes i think people should get paid which is why I want to live in a society that you are able to do music as pretty much as much as you want and never have to worry about your house, never have to worry about food, never have to worry about shelter, clothes, and things like that, which is a, I guess, uh, post-utopian communist society, which will never exist, uh, or at the very least, I will never fucking see, unfortunately. But most people don't go to that. Most people go... Yeah, uh, pay, band should get paid a thousand dollars every show, and it's like, yeah, that's well, cool. That's, that's be, cool, this man. This is the capital, like, the capitalist realism thing. Is is uh, <laughs> people's imaginations have been truncated, and the disturbing part is that they're not wrong. It almost isn't worth considering because it's there's no pathway to make it happen. What yeah. there is a pathway to have happen is to have PBR sponsor yeah. your show, which granted, I don't know what the fuck that means other than the free koozie they gave me said PBR on it. Like cool. I said, it, you know what it is? They probably, know, PBR probably gave them the fucking shit for free. And then they were just like, okay, yeah, yeah. $10 would pop the straight me. edge. Jizya, yeah. which is fair enough. If they I was straight edge, the, I would know, do the like, same thing. All right. Here's $5,000 or here's like eight, you know, 5,000, Five thousand seventy five hundred dollars put up our banners everywhere put up our put banners up and, like that. and yeah. it's like all right cool you send us stuff promoted it. that it's it's easier marketing because people will fucking share it people are gonna fucking go to it yeah. people will film it um people will buy the pbr the ten dollar pbrs it's kind of it's no different than the stuff vans vans has been doing that with hardcore and punk. long time yeah but i would say the interesting thing about vans is that like um they are really mostly a skateboarding shoe they have some so, organic and skateboarding yeah. and punk and hardcore yeah. very closely intertwined. So that kind of makes sense on a cultural yeah, on a cultural P- sense. PBR PBR is just a beer. Bit of a but stretch. It's a, now, now here's the thing. They did it's have a, uh um dude from Disclose on the uh can, didn't they? I, they had no, I, I feel like it. that was fake. But PBR notoriously a cheap you know, kind of shitty beer. Shithead beer. That a lot of, like, punk, young fucking kids will drink because it's, like, time to get drunk. I used fun. to love stealing those. I still like PBR. Yeah, I like a PBR. So they do taste Pat, like soda pop. There, it's, it's, I, it's, I honestly go for it more than Jenny nowadays. So, yeah, so God's Hate played, yeah. and that huge guy got up there, and that was, he, his initial, like, pick all was, Heineken, fuck that shit. <laughs> it really was <laughs> no, it? No, I wish, dude. Oh, I wish he did that. If only. If only. Um, no, Gag Gag was cool. Uh, this band Incendiary played that I liked. Uh-huh. They're from a uh, good good band. I like I'm them. Hoping, you know more about modern music than me. I'm hoping you can explain what that band is because I liked it, but I don't understand the style um, of music they're playing. It. So I like. I know they have a new record, and it's because I, ha- I. It's weird. I haven't really ever seen anyone talk about it, and I haven't heard it. So you, you know what? I'm gonna put it in the queue for this week, and I'll report next week. 
on what I think of maybe some new music. Maybe we'll do a new music episode. Yeah, that, I got some um, things I'd like to share. So uh, I like their Thousand Mile Stare record or something like that okay. that came out like 2017, 2018. Yeah. Can't remember. Um, it It's like mashy kind of groovy hardcore but the vocalist like, sounds like he likes rage against the machine yeah it's like catchy though it's, it's like catchy it's, it's, it's very got, good it's it's got some kind of pop sensibility to it not in like a fucking uh, high viz kind of way like just in the sense that they wrote catchy songs yeah. with repeating parts and good, choruses and shit which good was, heart, was very it's a, refreshing it's a good band it's a good yeah, band to they, listen to people went off of them they were good uh again by that point i was already very beat we're getting but i wanted to tough it out at least to see the next two bands I will speak on, uh, Earth Crisis and then Negative Approach. Mm. Um, now, we I think we've all seen Negative Approach. Yeah. How was Earth Crisis? I, I'm getting to the, it's Earth Crisis. I really, really enjoyed their set. Mm. It was a pretty short set. I want to say it was like 20 minutes. Really? It was all old songs, maybe a little over 20, not 25, much. 25, you know. Yeah. They sounded so fucking tight. I mean, most of these, the only kind of sloppy band I saw this day, other than Negative Approach, uh, was that Warfare band. And I don't mind a sloppy band. But everyone's yeah. pretty, you know, hardcore bands, they play pretty good usually. But like Earth Crisis, something about the combination of how, how, how they were playing, their tones, and just the way their songs are, mm-hmm. it just sounded so tight. They sounded like a fucking machine. Mm. Like their songs have all those like groovy parts, but they're not like. They're groovy parts, but they're not like other hardcore bands do. It's like they take that Pantera groove mm-hmm. and they make it sound so mechanical, but in a good way, like in a yeah. way that's very appealing. Like it's not mechanical as in lifeless. It's mechanical as in it fucking sounds like a big, scary machine that's going to roll over you. Very dystopian. Yeah. I liked them a lot. I, his vocals, you know, he sounds like he's a little older now. It's not quite how he sounded back. But no, they were great. I fucking saw firestorm live it was yeah. sick no Earth, i was gonna Earth say was great as a song and so firestorm i would say they do that's a great song in terms of like a big thing that i always think about when it comes to songs if you're gonna again kind of go the maybe non-traditional approach that song just has a great that song builds on itself like so much yeah especially the first like couple parts where yeah. it just keeps building, building. They're throwing new riffs. They're throwing, like, fucking little licks here and there. Like, great fucking song. And then, you know, when it gets to that, like, pre-chorus part or whatever, the bang, bang. Yeah, like, that great. part sounds so sick. So, that's awesome to hear. Their I'm kind of bummed that I wasn't able it, to see them recently. And, dude, like, the stops, like, when they stop, like, the they chug, and then there's, yeah. like, between the next chug. It sounded very tight, very austere sounding, very good. Um Negative approach. This this was big for me. Even though and we have all seen them before, but this was like my favorite negative approach set. Hometown hometown set. Hometown set at a fest named after them. Yep. They were so drunk. Like John Brandon, <laughs> I don't remember what the set list was exactly. It's kind of a blur. I wasn't like fucked up or anything, but it was like a blur. He they did their interludes where it's just like feedback and him screaming. And I just started screaming when he like throwing my hands there like, yes, yes, yes. Because negative approach. I, I heard him like slurring his words, introducing their set like, hey, check it out, go play like fucking. He sounded fucking hammered. And then his screaming, it just it felt like it was the first real fucking thing I had seen in 12 hours. I've been seeing all <laughs> no disrespect to any of these other bands. Really, I, some of them I liked, but. Look, man, like, I don't think my band is as real as that band. Like, that, 
and like I it just, it just fucking PBR sponsorships, all this fucking bullshit. Like, and then this fucking terrifying man, old man, drunk, loaded, and that fucking pain in his voice. Like, not even on the songs. My favorite parts of the sets were those interludes with the feedback and him shrieking. It was like, yes, it's a real feeling. This isn't just fucking hype bullshit, fucking marketing, fucking nonsense. Like, this is a man in fucking pain. And guess what? Like. This whole fucking thing is feeding off his fucking corpse. Even, but he's not a corpse. He's alive. He's yeah. still here, and he's fucking performing. And you're still feeding off, of course. And why is he here performing still? Same reason every fucking buddy else doesn't want to work at fucking Burger King. But he's been fighting that battle a lot longer than any of the rest of you or me. And just fucking hearing it in his voice, it's just, it fucking, I was just screaming because it was like, yes, it was like fucking, I was on an island and I found like I'm fucking dying of thirst and I found the fucking oasis of, yeah. of something that's fucking real. It just radiates. Fuck you, Burger King. You found King. the coconut tree and you're able to drink the sweet nectar that comes from it after cracking Dude, it. Dude, and yeah, they were sloppy, but who gives shit? And then at one point they did one of those interludes and it was like the most brutal one. He just sounds like so angry and sad and brutal. And then, you the, know, yeah, no, keep you finish. The but. sound cuts off. You just hear him say nothing and then the bass riff comes oh in. my gosh I'm that sure was a good interlude off. and then i yeah i wanted to dance really bad but by the time negative approach played like i almost left before they played i knew i couldn't but i had told my sister i was like look i feel fucked up like i not like drunk like i felt i was concerned about my health yeah. i felt like i was gonna pass out i had been drinking water and stuff but like I felt like something was very wrong with me from mm -hmm. lack of sleep or whatever the fuck it was. I was concerned and I resisted the urge to dance for negative approach because I was like, that seems like it could be legitimately dangerous for mm -hmm. me to do right now. Um, the other sick thing in their set, I mean, it was all very sick. They did the Sham 69 cover. Uh, I got it right, everything. But towards the end, they played what I think is my like personal favorite song of theirs. They did, uh, he intros it. He's like, sweet thing you got all figured out. It's fucking dead stop. And they played yeah. Dead Stop. And just the contrast, again, between this fucking, yeah, hardcore is fucking path to success, blah, blah, blah. And then the motherfucker who made all this shit is up there like he cut the fucking cord on that energy just like that. Like the second they started playing, it's mm. fucking done. It's donezo. Hell yeah. And then I left. I didn't really want to. I kind of wanted to see Never Ending Game. I would love to hear their good Red State rock songs that they have on the new album. That's crazy that they were playing above. Insane. Right, that is crazy because it's like I've never, I've never even. Oh man, like, what is? We'll show you. We'll. Sh they were a pretty standard like capital H hardcore band, and then the new album sounds like Godsmack. It's fucking sick. It rules. It rocks. That does rule and um, rock. You talking about John Brandon and that reminded me of something we had talked about earlier with that folk record that you bought. Yeah, Jackson C. Frank, Great. and how my comparison of like Hugh telling us that oh yeah. Uh, his school burned down and everyone he uh, every kid that he knew died and <laughs> he was living a miserable life and you know he got a record deal but like he was trying to find Paul Simon for 40 years decades later yeah you know and so it's like and then he lost his eye because he was on Coney Island and some kid with a BB gun accidentally shot his that, eye out that reminds me of it's like yeah like and I was like that's folk that's folk baby like someone who is just like pained yeah and <laughs> with not through no fault no, no fault, fault of their, of their own, own. Yeah. like right. goddamn miserable existence and just like through the power of music is like just like fucking crooning and giving it their all and, and making something i still want to listen to and folk punk is like 
the the opposite side of it, but the same coin where it's like every bad thing that they're talking about is uh, something that they've done to themselves and they could probably stop. Right. But they uh, but then they wouldn't have the satisfaction of like you giving a fuck about them. Yes, exactly. Oh, that was the last John Brandon singer. The last thing before they played the song tied down. He's like the song I wrote a long time, long time ago is. I guess somebody decided it was a good idea to name a festival after it. <laughs> I hope my check's in the mail. It's all fucking tied down. And then they played it. And their bass player, what's his name? Fucking Opie or whatever. He looked really yeah. funny. Um, yeah, I bummed I didn't see Gorilla Biscuits, but I could not. It would have been a bad idea to stay. So we left. My sister and I, we went back to where we were staying. We have an Airbnb in what is a, technically a different town. Uh, but it's like in Detroit. It's surrounded on all sides by Detroit. It's called Hamtramck, Michigan, and it is probably the strangest fucking place I've ever been in my life. Mm. Very cool. We won't dwell on it too much, but if you are going to Detroit and you can get an Airbnb there, stay there because it's fucking gnarly. It looks... I, I loved it, but it looks... It's very typical rundown Rust Belt shit, like kind of like downtown town Niagara Falls, New York. Everything's in disrepair. There's garbage everywhere. But in stark contrast to places like that or parts of Ohio or any of these other places we're very familiar with, all the bit, not all of them, most of the businesses are open. There are families Mm -hmm. walking around everywhere. There is no crime, right? Low crime rate, apparently. And when I was there, it's the first place I've been in years where I saw no evidence of drug use or drug dealing. Mm -hmm. No one asked me for money. No homeless people. The thing that is maybe a little different than well, the thing that makes it different than any other town in the U.S. is it is a majority Muslim town, the only one in the country. Wow. It was a, like, 90% Polish neighborhood. Those people all got older, left, and died. Well, not all of them. There still is, like, Polish restaurants, and I mm-hmm. saw some fucking Polish and Ukrainian people around. That's still a thing. But, like, people from Yemen and Iraq and other places, a lot of people from Yemen specifically, but it, all Bosnia, like, they all just moved there. So it's, like, looks... uh you know there's cool old buildings like storefronts that look like they're from the 50s 60s 70s and like that's Mm -hmm. cool but they're in total disrepair but it's safe but also like you will see mothers with their daughters all in full niqab like the burqa Mm -hmm. on and you will hear the call to prayer and but it was a cool place i like staying there and we went i highly recommend if you are in the area go to the yemen cafe i ate there both days i was in hamtramck i ate at that place get get the combo platter where it's like you can get a combo platter for two or three or four. It's like when we went to the Ethiopian place, yep. they hook it up and it's open till 1 a.m., which is crazy. It's that that was sick. Damn. And that was what I needed. I felt a lot better after that. I, I did that. I had like maybe one beer and I fucking chilled. And next day I felt better. I felt equipped for day two where I had more fun. Um, do we take a quick break and yeah. then we can cover that when we get back? Sure. All right, we're back. Uh, I'm going to try to, in the next 20 to 30 minutes, talk about day two of tied down fest because this fest i think is worth talking about this is a big fucking thing i mean three thousand people there lots of people talking yeah. about it and uh and this hardcore shit it's some shit that uh and I'll, i'm gonna probably talk about that at the end what i th- think the big relevance of all this is so day two you know i kick it in hamtramck for a little while get some food head over to the fest we get me and my sister we stop at mcdonald's to get coffee on the way i happen to like mcdonald's iced coffee this is the one time i went and got some and, in, and I asked him for, you know, two cream, two Splenda, like I usually would. But they just gave us a bag filled with, like, packets and mm. the little cups of, of cream and also no straws. So pretty dysfunctional in Detroit. 
But we get there. The first we missed the first couple bands, Cosmic Joke, and what, I don't know, it was bands I hadn't heard of before. Uh, sh- shout out to them. <laughs> Buggin was the first band that played when I got there, and that shit. I mean, I would put them in. And tell, tell me if you disagree. They're in the same, not not in terms of clout, but in terms of the style of music they're doing. That's like a gel spy core type band to me. Yeah, they're. Um they're forever ingrained with being related to uh, first seven inch club because of how much uh, they've complained about that. <laughs> oh i would like to hear their thoughts really <laughs> i oh, will yeah. say mu- music <laughs> musically t- to me like at least on record to my ears it's not really much worse than like a gel record or a spy record like a it crime is a watch it is a thing. little bit worth oh it's better than crime watch i mean that band was legitimately like terrible terrible um I don't know. It's it's so we're talking about their music or whatever. I'm probably just going to reserve that for when I talk about gel and spy because it's like the same thing. Same thing with a little bit different presentation um, and their set was shorter. Uh, after that, Raw Brigade played from Columbia and they were Ooh. fucking great. That was when I when they start playing, I was like, OK, today I'm going to enjoy. I got some sleep. I feel a little better. And right off the bat, we have a band that is like right up my alley. They are fucking super high energy performance wise, high energy music, mostly fast parts. The breakdown parts also aren't like, Jay. Oh, do I need to Jay. rein in my oh, cat? Yeah. Uh, no, it's what she, oh, I could, I, oh, it's a box. It's just a box. Okay. Let me pause for a second. Okay. Sorry folks. I had to appease my cat. She already had food, but they always want fresh food. Um, Raw Brigade from Columbia. Great second band I saw on day two at Tide Down Fest. Great. Highly recommend them. Mostly fast parts. Catchy. Fucking good songwriting. Not like amazing songwriting. Not like 10 out of 10, like trapped under ice level, but good. Not just like the beat down style songwriting where it's riff salad to make people go crazy. Super high energy performance. The breakdowns are like jump the fuck up breakdowns, not like crab core breakdowns. Great entertaining frontman. People went crazy for him. He was repping Latino America on stage, which is cool. I I gotta say that called into focus something for me that like I two things. One, you know, I keep reading the New York Times about how hardcore is more uh, uh, racially diverse than ever. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell from going to the big hardcore fest that, co- <laughs> that costs a million dollars to go to, yeah. go figure. Like, I saw, like, a couple black kids. Uh, I would assume there's some Latino kids there. I didn't see any. Uh, also, just in general, and granted, I didn't explore Detroit that much. But as far as I can tell, the demographics of Detroit are, like, 50% Muslim person. Uh, 45% black and then 5% white guys with jean jackets and like bad teeth and their hair slicked back uh, in black jeans. That's that's those are the demographics of D- Detroit as far as I can tell, uh, which as someone from and, and as someone who's just in New York City, that's because New York City, it's just everyone's Latino, which is is cool. I it was inspired in part by Raw Brigade set to I want to learn Spanish now because I kind of know some of it already. But I, it's probably similar where it's just like, yeah. You have a population center that leans this way. Yeah, there's going to be a bigger like, contingency of like those kinds of like people there, like L.A., for example, you know, Texas. Well, I don't know how many so people like, this fest were from Detroit, though. It's a lot of yeah, people that's traveled. another thing. Too. And like the people from those places who are going to be able to afford to travel all the way to Detroit and buy 
shit that costs a million dollars ten dollar ten dollar beer whatever like just statistically i mean this is the reality anyone who understands anything about this country is gonna know statistically the people who could afford to do that are more likely to be white people and who could afford to take time off work so that's kind of funny that's a little revealing i think but uh no raw brigade was great uh after them who was oh after that it was spy and then gel so i guess i'll cover this now because i've been thinking about these bands and why i talked earlier about why i think they're so popular that it's like you know beat down for people who don't want to beat anyone down or be beaten down Mm -hmm. ever in their fucking lives and uh yeah my issue with these bands, and i will say i saw these bands with you in buffalo and i enjoyed them live that first Mm -hmm. time i saw them so i'm not trying to hate too much i did not I listened to their records and didn't want to listen to them ever again, but that's, I will, that was good. I will say, so originally, I still am waiting for my gel LP, um, which it seems a lot of people, I, I'm i seeing very uh, timidly trickle in. I'm really seeing a lot of pictures of it. People love to take pictures of records, and I bought a bunch of records lately, not a single picture. But um, re-list, originally listening to the gel LP, not super stoked on it. But then re-listening to it, I was like, okay, this is better than my initial like reaction, not initial gut reaction. And I say this a lot, always do that. If you listen to something and you initially do not like it, try and give it a couple tra- I tries. You know, I think people are too quick to cr- form uh, a thought. They sure. they think yeah. they have to. And it's kind of whack. It's that's, like a, it, that's a social media incentive. Yeah. You mean how they'll be like, wow, this is like one of the best things I've ever listened to in my life. That's also a thing where it's like, I don't know, give it a week, man. Right. Like, yeah. Give it a give it a week. See if you could see if you'll even think about revisiting it. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, Spy haven't listened to new LP, but they warmed up to me more as I listened to them because they were they were kind of being more rah, as opposed to like taming down their sound in a way sure that makes sense from their demo like everything else like the demo and then they had the 12 inch uh ep and then a one side ep and then they had like a split and it's like each one kept getting a little more nastier it was like all right i do vibe with they do have a sonic nastiness to them i appreciate and that's why it does sound punk to me is because it has that snarl to it yeah my issue is that it's missing so many of the other things i would want from like a punk band it's like if you took the sonic elements of a punk band, the guitar tones, the snarl, the elements of the presentation, but then you wrote songs the way that like a beatdown band does. And I don't even like beatdown like that, really. But mm-hmm. the redeeming feature of beatdown that I can understand is that it's like brutally heavy and uh, it makes people want to kill each other. So it's OK that the songs aren't really songs a lot of the time. And likewise, the ve- redeeming feature of like a fucking shitty whatever punk band is that a bunch of kids can accidentally write the catchiest song you've ever heard. So -hmm. like a punk band where you can't tell what he's saying and the songs aren't memorable and they all kind of sound the same. It just, I don't really get it. I'm still kind of unpacking what the appeal of it is to people. Cause even if you think they're good, I get it thinking they're good. I don't, I have some thoughts about why they're as popular as they are, but those bands are huge. And I mean, really the theory I have is one, one thing they did that's smart is they didn't just play with punk bands. They played with a variety of different bands. It's always a good idea if you can do it. Uh, I think that the marketing that their records have a very recognizable look that helps. Mm -hmm. And I do think they brought and another smart move that you can do in a band is take a cool element from one kind of sub genre slash scene 
and introduce it to people who have never would have come across it before. And mm-hmm. I think for them, that's introducing the mosh to like, you know, people that are very soft and would not wouldn't go yeah. to like a God's hate show otherwise. And that was yeah. smart, smart to do, which is, I guess I'm trying to think of like where they're coming from for the, the lineage and maybe we'll have to do a whole we'll have to do a whole episode about it because um, it is they're a big deal. It's worth picking apart. Um, you know, you get bands like Ceremony Hoax in the early 2010s, the late 2000s, and then you get like those bands, Genesis and other bands that kind of form around them. You know, Hoax kind of breaks up eventually. Uh, uh, Ceremony changes their sound. Um, and several I've, times, several times, and all oh, even worse than the next time. No, I think uh, the Raynard Park sound is better than the early stuff. My my opinion. That no, I'm saying the they're like post punk oh, stuff. After that. Oh my god. Well, because Raynard sucks. Park is a pretty big departure too. Yeah, but it's I I I, I enjoy it, I guess. But um, and then you get bands like you get like this weird mysterious bands that aren't mysterious guy hardcore, but are like kind of continuing that like energy and with more heart like general I mean, yeah, that's kind of where i would put gel and spy it's kind of like if you took the hoax band if you took hoax basically and you made it more mysterious guy because by getting rid of it having catchy parts yeah and made it like more just obscure and impenetrable because i it's like because and almost like more faceless in a way that's what i was was about to say it's faceless and it comes Charis- there's there's no personality but... to it that's no. my biggest problem there's no charisma that's what tim kept saying and you're right no charisma no personality and it just to me even more so than a lot of this other stuff because i could level this criticism at lots of bands but those bands come off as extremely hollow to me it's like it's it's npc hardcore I, yeah i don't know what the spirit behind it is i don't know what it represents i don't know what it's about i don't know what it's trying to tell me i don't know what inspired them to be like i have to show this to the world you know kulo classic stupid band like that's a personality i know why they did their shit that's fucking yeah. drinking cheap beer in strip mall parking lots as they I'm, put it like i'm fucked up on dope right now you yeah know? i'm about, i'm in the hospital i can't feel my fucking leg my life would be would suck and be so stupid even if i wasn't on heroin <laughs> right. and yeah. i am so like I get that, man. Like, like, challenge by him. Like, who I mean, are you? Who is this? Hoax. Great, another great example. Uh, great line. I'm faggot. You told me so. Yeah, I like hoax. That's personality. It's a charismatic. It's the creepy I'm guy. Something. It's, it's creepy... a fucking weird guy, and he's like, Bad yeah, I with am a, a fucking f word. It's a weird. You told yeah, me that. It's a weird guy with a mustache and no hair. He's he's a weirdo. He's bashing his fucking head in with a microphone. He's bleeding all over the place. He's fucking being a freak. He is from in Massachusetts. A he's a creep. He's a weirdo. <laughs> I didn't own. He's slaves, a loser. But I'm I'm a weirdo. <laughs> Literally that. But, but yeah, I'm. I like, like I said, I like, I really do like Gel. I've enjoyed seeing them every single time I have. I would travel to see them within a reasonable amount of time, um, i.e., like two hours. Uh, I understand people liking them. I don't understand people fucking loving them and why thousands yeah, and thousands of it's, people do. I guess it's why why that band, and I, I think it's just time and place kind of thing, Metallica style, baby. Like I listened to that fucking Rat Cage album that just came out, which oh my I'll be gosh. talking about more. It's fucking incredible, and I'm listening to it. I'm listening to the riffs and everything about it. I'm like. How can I understand thinking gel is good, but 
how can you like listen to fucking Gelcore when this is here? Like this is a anyway, but whatever. But that's fine, you know what you know what it is though, the hollowness, the and and I'm People not like saying it. it they is, like it. I I like I said I do like the Jellope, but like I don't know a fuck. I know some some lines, but I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You, you said that Boggin is kind of like in that falls in that category too. The huh? aesthetic is a little different, but musically to me, it's pretty much the same. I but would say the the lack of personality and the there's like an aggressiveness with not caring and Gen X or Gen Z is it. very That's, much about okay. like being passe and no, like, you nailed it, you nailed it because especially not even so much like Gen Z kids who went capital H hardcore mode, but like the alt Gen Zers. They're so ironically detached, and it's like they're all these MK Ultra victims. Yeah. I'm not trying to diss anybody either. If you listen to this and you're younger, I, I'm, and I'm not just saying this, I am not talking about you because the fact that you listen to this fucking podcast means this isn't about you. But it is crazy how they, um, it's like they literally, I think they really are. It's like, oh, you, you put effort into something. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it totally is like that. And like, so yeah, a band with no personality probably is relatable to them. It's like, oh, they wrote this. You, no, they you wrote this it. LP, and they wrote this LP in a day. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about. Yeah, that's like good. Like it's the classic. Like, oh yeah, that's good enough. That's cool. No, it's the same reason they like like Blady or whatever. Like these guys who are just nodding out on Xanax. It's like, yeah, yeah that's me. I can see myself in that. And that's, I, I'm glad you said that because you're right, and it connects to the thought I was having watching those bands because I was thinking more about the draft picks from Gen Z for Punk versus mm-hmm. Capital H Hardcore, and I think. One of the reasons punk is kind of a dying subculture now is it's like if you get it like what punk rock actually is. If we accept the premise that Capital H Hardcore, part of what that is is the PBR sponsorships and the 40 people on stage and we're all hooking each other up and we're all going to make it and whatever. Punk rock is really about a, a sort of aggressive entitlement. Like basically the how dare you tell me I can't take literally take a shit on your venue. You're a fucking dickhead. I hate you that you... <laughs> How dare you say I can't do that? And like, and not only that, I'm so mad about it, but thankfully my other stupid friends are going to validate my indignation regarding the fact that you won't let me take a shit on your property. How Did dare you, you make me wash my hands at Burger King? How dare you? Job? You won't let me refer to your establishment as a bar and grill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that aggressive entitlement, I feel like is kind of gone in the younger generations because... I don't want to sound too much like a boomer, but it is. And look, people our age do this too. This is for everybody, but they were raised in social media in a way that our generation wasn't quite yet. Yeah, like we were definitely not. We, quite we grew there. up without it, and then yeah, we did have like probably MySpace and stuff like that. But I would also say MySpace different. I think that is very that was much more social. It, it than is our like, fault though because we we made it what yeah. it is now that they're being raised yeah like with, with like Facebook yeah and shit. we we yeah. made the fucking MK Ultra program for them now. But Jake, here's here's maybe the flip side to that. Hardcore punk bands very much are doing the opposite of social media. They, they actually don't have it. No, they don't. Some people don't. don't even. Yeah, a lot of people like oh, I'm not on Facebook. But yeah, it's true. But but what I was going to say is I think the younger generations, I don't know what it is exactly, but that aggressive like fuck you entitlement. I never see it with people from the generation younger than us. 
they do not have that fucking attitude, dude. I don't know if it's because I brought up social media because it's like if you want validation, if you want to be told you're valid and legitimate Mm -hmm. and all of your worst desires are okay, you don't have to like be a punk to get that anymore. You can just go online and you don't even have to actually take a shit on someone's venue. You can make Mm -hmm. a post where you say you want to and you wish you could and people will tell you that's valid. But then you don't have to actually do it. So I I, I haven't parsed this out completely yet, but I feel like that awful punk rock attitude that people rightfully hate and will be glad to see gone is kind of dying out. Like that (laughs) is something that we kind of were the last people to do. Now, I I could be wrong. Again, I'm regionally biased. This might be very different in, again, other places Right, because we're in the Midwest here, so we we're, don't yeah, really. Yeah, we're in the Midwest, so. <laughs> I, I mean, but we're for real, man, we are we are not an East Coast city. I'm no, this sorry. is the this is the Midwest, so I don't know. Maybe on the East Coast it's different. There there might be some crazy fucking punk rock. I know there's some crazy punk rock motherfuckers on the West Coast in fucking Texas and probably on the East Coast, Massachusetts, Jersey, places like that. But definitely, yeah. I mean, probably even fucking you know, uh, nation's capital. Yeah, yeah, that area, fucking oh, Florida. Oh, speaking of which, yeah. And it was the next band after that. Oh, shit. Fucking huge. Like, sorry, even if you like Jail Spy or whatever, huge brush of fresh air ended playing after that because that band has so much personality. Yes. Their songs are super right. They're catchy. They're just boiling over with it, just yes. bubbling out of them. Yeah, dude, he has that high-pitched voice, but he sounds really angry. Yeah. And, like, they're tight. He was funny. He got up. He had, like, a button-up shirt and a tie on and I think a black velvet whiskey hat. And he was talking about his clothes, like, towards the end of the set. He's like, Man, somebody's busting my balls. They see my clothes. They ask, like, what, are you going to court? And then he was like, this is how I know none of y'all N-words have ever had to go to court for shit before. The court is open Monday through Friday. It's a Sunday, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm wearing this because I'm giving a sermon to the church, all of y'all. And, like, that was great. It's great. So good stage banter, great. Just a, no, here's, here's a question. Uh, it's hard to hate that band. How can you not like no, them? Yeah, exactly. I remember I didn't like it because of the vocals, but then once I like digested it just a tiny bit more, again, that's why yeah, I it's like, oh, this is actually stuff. pretty good. Guys, revisit shit. Um, I was like, okay, I'm all in, hundred percent all in. And then I think the the humorness, the the humor that they have is really fucking cool, humor-ness. and it's right. like fresh. It's like they're not trying to be tough, but like, like they are, but tough. they are because they're. Yeah. I mean, they're from Baltimore. They're from Baltimore, so like that kind of goes with it but yeah probably they have off, they yeah. have they they can they can joke around and that's for what sure. i like to hear the and wire I, was filmed where they're from i mean they can they yeah. can do that they can do that um they ruled they got a crazy response from the crowd too like let people me, were going nuts let me ask in terms of stage banter spy and gel what was that like and maybe bugging if you remember uh bugging i only kind of remember they i mean they all said i i feel like gel and spy didn't really say anything and then uh, that sounds about right for Buggin them. said some kind of boilerplate stuff. I will say Buggin had more personality than those bands. It's mm. maybe a personality that I find a little um, cloying, but their aesthetic is less generic. I, I have a personality okay. I can associate with them, even though musically you know it's about what? the same. We'll have to give Buggin a, a revisit, maybe. I mean, it's I don't like their music. It's not for me, but they they had they they they. Are feel, felt less faith, faceless to okay. Tim's right. point than those other bands. I mean, for better, yeah, that's yeah. that's what I said in the last episode about Spy. It's like I'm pretty sure I didn't hear the singer do anything but just his signature snarl. No, I think that's all he did. And it's and it's and it's a similar my biggest issue with the Gel LP and even with like the MS Paint LP to 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 a much lesser degree with that is that like I want to hear depth in the vocals. You're playing right. hardcore like. 
it should be passionate. Like, I don't want to hear you just do. Wah, 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 no, they, wah. Like, but to your point, I think a lot of people like that because that's how I they don't want to hear that. It's like, the same reason. Mumble, oh. It's the same reason that the same generation kind of loved mumble rap. Yeah, it's right. They don't me. actually want to hear anybody angry saying stuff. And I don't even I'm not blaming them. It's I think our society fucking has made like millions of people has put millions of people in a state of like dissociated stupor. And like the younger people who aren't like that are into like, like fucking uh, mosh music if they're into any of this shit. What's the word? It's not. It's not uh, dissociative. No, it's not empathy. It's like the lack of like they just don't care. Apathy. 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 There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of. It's real but they, weird. But the, it's fucked up because they they do care. They are passionate about stuff that they also have no control over. Like yes. to a real degree. They they're passionate maybe about like racism and like sexism and transphobia and stuff like that well, and it's and, like and but being passionate about that stuff when you can't do anything about it it will burn you out and it will make it easy to retreat so that's where that's where the apathy they have yeah. to be apathetic yeah. in like these other yeah. parts of their lives and show and to show that because it will drain them completely and like they just don't have the mental will their, their wills aren't strong enough. oh it will drain them the drain the band oh my they yes. all came alive okay. for no we got a couple other bands oh for them but God. oh we're gonna spend a night we already did trapped under ice drain was second to last and we're gonna spend Jeez. a real nice we might have to do a part two on drain because i could go off but uh anyway uh magnitude played i don't know what that is i think it's a knock loose thing i didn't watch them shake well played that was pretty funny wait that's the rapper right? yeah, yeah he's a good rapper i mean he See, was doing Little ugly yeah. main wasn't able to play the day before yes because he had a mental health crisis yes. but no he was supposed to play the same day as shake well oh he was same day. Okay. yeah oh, man. i mean shake well it was i you know i don't know his music that well and with a rap concert that's sort of a rate limiter on how much you're gonna like it but yeah. I still enjoyed it. it. Made me want to I listen like to his well. music. No, it made me want to listen to his music more because it, it was cool. Uh, he didn't rap most of the songs. He just had a CD going, and he's like kind of singing. It was funny. Oh, yeah. Classic. Um, classic. Uh, that's a rap concert, though. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Drug Church was after that. I like them. Oh, that man. is another band. I don't know how to define their style of music that well, other than it's got some of the groove from hardcore, the kind of moshy stuff, but it's kind of poppy. It's but, like yeah. a mix of like the post-hardcore and alt-rock of the 90s yeah but like kind of filtered through like a a hardcore heaviness maybe in a way and so they're, um, they're all i think some it sounds songs like i would hate it, it but i liked it because they it do was, it really well because it was unpretentious the singer was oh, high high energy and entertaining patrick and is the, a great yeah. front man and the songwriting was actually good it's, any uh good stage banter from him i don't remember he was everybody was keeping it real positive you know what okay, i mean that's good it's like that singer poppy yeah it's like the poppy it's like baby metal yes I do like I was listening to her cover of uh, My Kind of Woman, which I remember watching like by the Mac DeMarco song uh, many, many oh. years ago. It was like the first thing I ever heard from her music wise and her weird videos that she did. So, um, yeah, Drug Church, again, something I wouldn't Church expect to like if you described it to me, but I liked it. I want to listen to the records more now. Gridiron was after that. Now, oh, I remember. Okay. Our, my friend Mike, who knows them a while ago, I asked him about that band because I like them, and he told me Gridiron was a joke band, in his words, and that was probably the most disappointing thing. I've ever, I'm like, if you told me that Joe Strummer was a pedophile, that would be less disappointing. And that The Clash is my favorite band, but that would be about as a cl- on par with me learning that Gridiron was not 100% done in earnest. Um Seeing it live, though, one comfort was I was like, this isn't a joke, man. This is their fun band. It's not their serious band. Mm-hmm. 
but this is not straight up a joke per okay. se. I don't know. The singer had one of those all over print shirts with the green skulls, like a big baggy one. And I think he had what looked like a McDonald's hat on. I don't think that's actually what it was, but it had the arches mm. and he was drinking oh. a bottle of Jack Daniels. I will say that band's good. I like them, but the stuff I like is pretty much only the songs where he's straight up rapping when he does like normal vocals. It's boring, but he's got mm-hmm. bars and interesting in contrast to Shakewell, like that dude was on stage spitting bars in his band. Like he mm, is yeah. straight up rapping. There in was, that band. well, cause he didn't have a CD to go over. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. why. That would, he knows he's probably like, I can't just I can't fucking be, have as that shit. That would be, be three re- hours late to this. That would be <laughs> really funny if that's what they did, though. Like Gridiron, it's just the <laughs> singer and he's playing the CD and rapping. Yeah, they're all, well, no, the full band is up there, but they're all mime. They're all miming the entire time. That would be so cool. No, they were sick. They're they're great. They're fun. He's got bars. It's cool. Zabalba played. I fucking hated that. I did not like that. Really? Oh, you know what? That makes total sense. Well, which which one? There's two Zabalbas, though. There's. Well, they're both Mexican, I believe, to a degree, but uh, there's one from L.A., which is like heavier beat down, originally kind of beat down, but they kind of have injected some like death metal kind of stuff. That was the one that played, I think. Yeah, because the the other one one is the black metal one from Mexico. Okay, no, this wasn't the the black metal band. They have an album called like something. (laughs) Yeah, Poop. I will I will say about Zabalba, they they had some good stage banter. They had some good shit about, you know, we've never fit in like we've always been freaks and that's cool. I also eh, that's how that's how we've always been freaks. But you know what? Know. That was like the only time I heard that at this fest, though, because that wasn't the vibe here. Really, mm. the vibe here is like we're the new normal. Like hardcore bands love, but hardcore bands love to. I mean, oh, we yeah. could have said that when we played fucking oh, Macrofest. We, we didn't I mean, have to we, say that. Yeah, yeah already they already knew. knew. Yeah. But, like, no, that, that like, what's it smell? My, my with my closing statement, I'll come back to this a little bit. But Jabalba, I I think if I listened to their records or saw them at a different show, I'd like it. I just they were I was starting to get burnt out again by this point. Yeah. This later on at the show, usually happens. I did not want to. I felt pretty beaten down already. Like mm-hmm. more beat down was not really what I was in the market for. And then after them, my sister tells me, she's like, I want to get up front for Drain. She told me, she's like, I don't really care about their music, but like, I want to see what the pit's like because I've seen it online. It's crazy. And I'm like, oh, no, like I like this is what is this? Because I didn't really know what was Is this a band you showed to me. And I said it sounded like Slipknot. Yes. OK, which is so funny because they don't sound like Slipknot. But they when don't. you said that, it's like, OK, I they get do what you mean. Live, <laughs> I didn't. It doesn't come. I wish live it was more like Slipknot. Um, I listened to their full record. And I'll I'll give my thoughts on it in a sec, but bro, yeah, it and just that was a red flag the way my sister described it. I, good call on her part. I'm glad I went up front too and got to kind of experience what that was like. This is you know there's a phrase that has become a big part of my vocabulary uh, in the past year. Um, that said, is something I would define as stupid nonsense is what I would call it. Um, I don't know. They played this over the PA the song California Sun. Um, there were then all these people in the crowd had like pool toys that they brought for drain. Um, oh, it's like obscene extreme and beach balls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, beach it's, balls. Like, it's like, uh, I've heard people talk about like Rambo would be like that too. Like, oh, the, oh, yeah, the yeah, band yeah, Rambo. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, more fucking silly bullshit, but this yeah. was the silliest. Um, yeah. All these fucking beach balls start flying around like before the band even comes on when they're just playing that California Sun song, like the original that the Ramones covered. And then they start playing and these kids go crazy. And I did notice the small Zoomer kids 
and the less goony looking hardcore guys all came up to the front for drain. Yeah. Like the cold, that makes sense. the cold is lifestyle individuals. I think They're maybe probably near the, the back guy, door. The guys there. with yeah. face tattoos that have had it for the last 20 years. No, no. Those guys were not getting hyphy for drain. They but were not. That makes, they were not. Of stoked. course they were. Because no. why would they do that? And in fact, uh, my, my favorite part of the drain set was I was standing off kind of the side and there's a balcony, which I think is you need to be like a special That's person. That's where you can there. see the ropes, too. <laughs> yeah, the ropes that I should have swung from. Yeah, the Tarzan Save style. that poor woman. <laughs> Uh, and I'm standing like towards the side and I feel something wet coming from above me and I'm not there's so much going I'm not even paying attention but there's these two like girls in front of me that would have been like generic hot girls at any high school like they didn't even look like hardcore girls it's like them and some hardcore guy and they're like what the fuck is that and the guy's like what the fuck he looks up and someone on the balcony was just like had a beer and was just sort of tipping it like that. <laughs> casually onto the crowd and like this guy and these girls were really mad he's like what the fuck cut that out and i'm saying they're literally like fucking beavis and butthead like that guy's cool like, <laughs> but yeah dude if i was i would have been right there with you but dude, like that's awesome like dude it just pour beer on all i wanted during drain was just that punk rock thing of like if any small stupid thing i can do to ruin this yeah, like throw a beer. Like whatever <laughs> I can do to make everyone have less fun right now because everyone is having so much fun and it sucks so much. <laughs> Their music is like, I didn't get the Slipknot vibe as much. It's just fucking, it's like, it's, it's like thrash. It's like if Municipal Waste. Metalcore maybe is about. No, 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 no. It's, it's like if Municipal Waste had like, the fast part sounded like pop punk. But oh. there were like thrash riffs, but with pop punk. It's. Because people nice. always thought they're, they're a crossover band, and maybe their earlier stuff is. But I remember I listened to their full new LP, and it had nothing about crossover that I liked about. But there and are, nothing about I modern get, crossover that I liked either. I get why people say that though, because they do play. They have like a long haired guitarist, and he plays like thrash metal riffs, and those but, are, those are like the mosh riffs. But then, but then they'll go to like beatdown parts, yeah. and then they don't have choruses, and it's like, what the? F it's it's like so crossover the, with. The worst kind of hardcore. Plus, and plus, pop not punk. very good, and also not very good thrash stuff either. Yes. Plus, a pop punk singer, and the fast parts sound like that. But yes, there aren't choruses. It's like they mashed together everything that people younger than me like. That I don't understand why the fuck they like it so much. Yeah, it is. I hate it so much. It's unreal. It was so corny, and that motherfucker's stage banter. I mean, it reminded me, if anyone is a catatonic youth buff, they probably remember the video of that pop punk band Freshman 15, the Are You Ready For This video, where the chick stage dives, and the guy's like, somebody catch her? Sick. The guy from Drain literally did that. <laughs> he, saw, he saw a guy jump. He's like, you okay? All right, epic. Like, he's this fucking, like, youth pastor, pop punk motherfucker from fucking California in a Grateful Dead t-shirt. And he has Was he wearing a Grateful Dead Yes, shirt? yes. And he has this, like, the pop punk voice when he does his stage banter, like in that catatonic. Hey, guys. He's like, it's so amazing to be here. It's just amazing that you get 3,000 kids to go to Detroit, Michigan for a for fucking hardcore punk rock show. It's so fucking cool. Like, this is awesome. Guys, Wow, my, man. Guys, that is like, if I was there, I would want to kill myself. My mom is that. here. My mom has oh. never been to one of our shows. And him, All right. and him, him shitting on, like, the Detroit... Wow, this shitty fucking place, it sucks really? ass. I don't know if he said that. Someone said. <laughs> well, that's what it sounds like to me. Him being like, this stupid shitty place of all places. Somebody, wow. Somebody said that during their set, but they were polite about it. So I think it was Drug Church was like, look, I love Detroit. I'm not trying to diss Detroit, but it, 
pretty amazing you got 3,000 fucking people to come to Detroit. Which yeah, no, that n- not makes wrong. total sense that that dude would say that. <laughs> not wrong, but drain, dude, and the stage banter and the fucking... I mean, it was like youth pastor pop punk shit. I could not believe what I was seeing. So, yeah. And uh, kids going fucking crazy. They brought out a huge beach ball like the size of an SUV and rolled it like across the stage into the crowd. And I was like, this is... I'm not going to use slurs, even though we've used slurs on this podcast. But honestly, saying that that was gay would not even be... It's beyond that. It's I, I was flabbergasted that this is something that exists and is this popular. And because they love it, the fucking kids were going crazy. And But that makes it worse. Like, that, I'm flabbergasted by that as much as anything else. But you know why? The songs are bad. Because it's cringe. It's cringe. People love cringe. But, like, bad cringe, though. It's so cringe, dude. He so, did. He did the freshman fifteen thing. Like, oh, sick. But really, the to wrap. My last thought on them was the thing he said towards the end of his set that brought me right back to negative approach on the first day. Remember what I said about him cutting the fucking cord on this energy and playing nothing and dead yeah. stop. The lyrics to nothing and dead stop. Just have those in your head. The singer is up there. He's like. This is so fucking cool. You know, I'm just a stupid fucking kid from some little beach town nobody even knows about. And now I get to play for 3,000 fucking people. Like, our logo is a baby shark. And I get to play up here for 3,000 people. So just remember, anything you want to do in your life, fucking go for it. You can do it. And I'm just thinking, like, you know, that's not what John Brandon told me. Um, I don't know who to believe. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. And, and I, you know, the fest isn't named after you, Mr. Drain guy. I don't can name one of your songs. I know the song tied down. Um, I, I guess if I, and look, I'll say this, God. anything, anything you want to do in life, he's right. You should try it. I mean, unless you want to like rape and kill people or whatever, but don't try to be, get cute with me and say, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to make it in your band or be an artist, like, no, still go for it. Don't let the world beat you down. Fucking try it. Give it a good try. Just be prepared to maybe end up having more of John Brandon style sentiments instead of the beach balls and the fucking feel good, happy bullshit. And if you can't deal with that, if you can't deal with maybe working at Burger King or being homeless, then then understand that if, if you're not willing to make that kind of commitment, like the following your passions thing might not be for you because you, you might need more safety than that. I gotta, I gotta say, going back to like, like that, that positive stuff, dude. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with like, like you know, twenty five to life, posy, hardcore, go, kind of shit. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know what that means, but um, <laughs> but this whole, be, I think it speaks for itself. This thing you're t- talking about, where he's like, like this stupid ass, like fucking lame hippie bullshit. It's like. Dude, yo, can you like keep that out of like the? I, I, the thing is, I wish it was hippie bullshit. It's. A worse California thing than that. It's like fucking huckster, multi-level marketing, Silicon Valley. Yeah, bullshit. like I, 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 I can't stand that. If he was doing straight hippie shit, like if he was like tune in, drop out. Well, you said out, he had a Grateful Dead whatever. shirt on. So. Yeah, if it was more like that, it'd be <laughs> better. But no, this is a worse kind of California person. Right, because that's that's like a, that's like a malignant kind of yes, like yes. you know that's like harmful. Not just misguided, fucking yeah, malignant. Like right, yes. that's like him being like. It's like, oh, you're on some bullshit right now. The fucking pop punk youth pastor fucking bullshit. And then they did play, after they left the stage, they put Touch a Grave by the Grateful Dead on that, which is a great song, Play and they played it on the PA. So the best parts of their set were the two songs they played as an intro and an outro that aren't theirs. Over the PA on a CD. I can't believe that it's as pop. And look, again, we've talked about this a lot. If the songs were catchy, if they were writing like corny but catchy, I mean, this is like on demo list and whatever that horrible medical core band they had to listen to at the end of the last one was. Um, yeah, I forget what it was called, but they were 
talking about how they don't understand the appeal of it. And I agree. Now, there's a lot of bad music where I think it sucks, but I get the appeal because it's a catchy song. You know, I don't like I don't listen to Katy Perry. I don't like Katy Perry, but it's a fucking catchy ass song. Like, I get why somebody would like it. The drain thing, I I feel like it is again. It's like the multi level marketing fucking Ponzi scheme shit because it's like, oh well, why are you going so fucking crazy for drain? Uh, because people go crazy for drain. Why do people go so crazy for drain? Because somebody told them. Because to. that's the band people go crazy for. Yeah. And then as soon as TUI started playing, it was like people went crazy, but it was very different. <laughs> right. All those drain yeah, no kids, beach balls. All those drain kids. I mean, even my little sister, I was worried about her because she was like up near the front for TUI because she's used to doing that. She had to run out of there real immediately. She was getting astral worlded in her words because all of all of the big guys, myself <laughs> Trying included. To Dude, as soon as we heard that first riff, like I think they opened with uh, Big Kiss Goodnight or the oh, first man. song. As soon as I heard that riff, me and every other guy as large or larger than me just pushed past everybody to the front. It was a full-on crush. It was that feeling of like, I am not in control of where this crowd's pushing yeah. me versus beach balls and fucking nonsense. I mean, people people did go crazy for drinking. People were throwing down and the whole shit, but no, those kids, a lot of them got literally pushed away when TUI played. I mean, I saw a video of Drain earlier today on YouTube of them doing like a wall of death, and I oh mean, yeah, frankly, he was giving pit instructions. He was doing the whole fucking shit. That's all. That's all you need to know, folks. If you uh, have to do that, if you wall have of death, to, come on. I, I will say the pit instructions. I saw a couple people pull it off at that fest, like Raw Brigade, when that dude was like circle pit, circle pit. Like I'm cool. With, you know what? I'm cool with that because now people don't fucking circle. Yeah, pit. that was cool. I will say the pit instructions I'm down with if it's like the crowd wants to do it anyway and you're just kind of pushing them. Also, the, the Raw Brigade frontman was so good and so passionate. It just like it didn't feel fake. It felt like this motherfucker wants to see a, he, a goddamn circle pit right now and you, yeah. you should do it. But that was tied down fest. We're kind of out of time, so we're not going to hit Sisters of Mercy, but we should. We should do spooky seasons coming up. We do a Sisters episode. Well, we should do a Sisters They're punk-related. but uh, Spooky season. That's October. like five months from now. Yeah, I mean, well, dude, time flies now that we're old. But uh, all things considered, my main takeaway of this whole thing was, because we, we were just talking about how there's four genres now. What is it? like? Um, Ra- there's radio, which is rap <laughs> and pop music. Sure. Metal. Country and EDM. Okay, so I think the trajectory for hardcore, and I'm sure there are marketing executives that have plotted this out and are planning it, and I think it, after going to this fest, I'm convinced this is what's going to happen. Hardcore is going to be the fourth genre instead of metal now. Because metal is like punk now. It's niche. Like, it's big. But, like, the New York Times isn't doing articles about metal. No. People don't talk about metal. Metal isn't exciting to anyone. Like, people love metal, don't get me wrong, but it's not now, exciting. We're not talking about, like, fucking, you know, Rhapsody of Fire here. No. Blind Guardian types. No. Here's that the ain't thing, big. though. It, it's hard because you have people calling bands like a knocked loose metal. A band like Hatebreed, which I would generally um, identify. You got people calling shitty bands like Sleep Token metal. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be tough for them to transfer it. But if maybe hardcore, that'll be like when they started calling punk bands new wave. You'll just call a metal band hardcore, or it could yeah, it could or be any the, rock band. You your boring rock band, just call yeah, it hardcore. a hardcore band now, and that's that, the new. It'll the be new the fifth. Genre. It'll be the fifth one. It'll be the fifth. Secret option. See, because I feel like it could go back and forth. Like, right, you know, like take like a sh- like a dumb, boring rock band. Right. Some people could be like, "Oh yeah, like, dude, I'm not into metal. Like, I hate that kill your mom stuff." I'm in the hardcore, dude. 
Yeah, you know, we're done. It'll, you, it'll go yeah. back and forth, but ultimately, I think their trajectory is metal and rock and punk. It will all get subsumed into hardcore being the new fourth genre because it is on a roll right now, and it is such a nebulous term that even we struggle to define it on here. That and that's can be good from a marketing point of view. It can also be bad, yeah. but you know, I, that's where things are headed now. That's where people well, are trying to push it. Also, I mean, the, to help with the case in this, like metal. If you think about it, metal now, most newer metal bands aren't doing like clean singing and hardcore, generally speaking, doesn't have clean singing either, but it doesn't have harsh vocals. Right. So that I think is where hardcore has that appeal. It's got aggressive music. It's got parts that you can kind of dance to in a way. There's like a crowd. Vocals are understandable, you know, vocal, but the vocals are generally more understandable than than others. Now, obviously, a band like Spy or even maybe even Gel to a degree um, aren't as like decipherable. But a band like TUI, come on, right? Like, dude, you could right. show your coworker no, that good, yeah. he's going to probably or, like it. I mean, even end it and it's, end it. You know, it's never. I mean, another one ever ending game. It's like, yeah. oh, these vocals um, are kind of harsh, but you can still kind of like. It's not that much different than, as you said, God's man. And yeah, it's it's new to people, so I think that's where things are headed. And, we'll, and they'll feel we'll good track of it. being part of something kind of new, yes. even though it's been around for forty years. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, we'll talk about it more. But uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people will be upset about it. All I'm saying is, I'm just going to keep being honest about everything. And yeah, yeah yes, well, <laughs> I do want to make money. Um, and yes, that some of those bands are terrible. Well, hey, you know what they say: the future is mid. Future yeah. is mid. Um, that's what we should call this episode. Uh, Future is mid. With, with that said, um, thank you for listening. Uh, I was excited to come back and share some thoughts on this, everybody. And uh, let us know what you thought. If you went to the fest, let us know what you thought of that. Uh, we'd love to hear from any and all of you. Again, kingsandpunk.com, uh, official on Instagram, kingspunkpod on Twitter. Uh, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. And uh, yeah, sorry for some of the delays in recording lately, but we're going to get back on track. We got some really good things that we're planning. So yeah. Peace. Peace. Peace.